All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 313. You heard that right, ladies and gentlemen. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Saw Peters at Jake Saw Zero One. And you can write our show if you want at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share this show with all of your gaming friends. Make sure to leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit. As a reminder, we are a video podcast, so you can watch our ugly mugs have this discussion on YouTube. We are not live on YouTube, but you can tune in each and every week. The podcast goes live on Wednesdays for anyone who is not a part of our patron. And anybody who is a part of our patron, they can uh, tune into the show early. However, it does air every week on Wednesday on YouTube. Outside of that, your preferred streaming platforms Wednesday. But if you're on Patreon, you can get it early. So for new and or long-time listeners, we do have a Patreon. You can support our show for $1 a month. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. We have no other tiers for you to join. It's literally just a dollar a month. So you can head over to patreon.com slash PS This Is Awesome to become a $1 patron of PS This Is Awesome. And we'll give you a free vinyl die-cut sticker in the mail. Remember how that used to go back in the day? You used to get stuff in the mail. We'll send you a sticker for your support, and we'll also give you a shout-out on the show. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing this lovely Sunday evening? Big day for football fans, by the way. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I completely forgot that it's uh, playoffs. I guess it's the the champion, the, the conference finals are this week, I guess, or something? Yeah, the Lions... Uh, I, are, I don't know what they call it in football, but... Um, Lions are playing the 49ers, and uh, the Ravens yeah. are playing the Chiefs today. We're, we're recording this on Sunday. And uh, I gotta admit, I'm rooting for the for the Lions. I don't think they've... I, I don't know if they've ever been to the Super Bowl, if I'm being completely honest. I don't know if they ever have. So, the, uh, so it, it was... I mean, I'm not a huge football fan, but it was a big deal when they won... Yeah, the first playoff game uh, this this year because it was only the second. My understanding is that the first round of the playoffs this year, yeah, it was only the second time in franchise history that they won a playoff game. Yeah, and so yeah. they've they've never been to the Super Bowl. They've never Amazing. even made it past the first fucking round. Well, past the second round of the playoffs in history, and now they're in the. I guess the conference final, um, and if they win, if they beat the 49ers, I mean, they'll be in the Super Bowl. And it would be it would be cool. I mean, it's like a few years back when the Cubs won the World Series. Yeah. It's like... It's like, fuck, you know, man. The, it's got to happen. Right. Detroit so, needs this. Think about how, how fucking shitty Detroit has gotten. I'm not trying to be rude to anyone living in Detroit, but like... God damn, that place used to be a mecca in the U.S. Um, so much industry, so much stuff. And then, like, you watch these Peter Santinella videos where, like, he's trolling around in Detroit talking to different business owners and people. And they're trying so hard to bring that city back. And it's such a, such an underdog story, 
right? Like, how can you not fucking root for the Lions right now? Like, you got to fucking want them to win so bad. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. But how are you doing outside of that, man? I, I'm just uh, – I have a friend in Michigan who used to, like, listen to Signal Home and stuff back in the day. So we used to tour in that area a little bit. And uh, they were just posting all the shit about the Lions, and I was communicating with them. And they were saying that, like, the city's just literally, like, beside itself right now. Like, like – it's gonna shut down. Like if if they fucking win this game tonight, like things are just gonna go off off rails over there. So I can't imagine the electricity because it's the same way with the Pirates. Like I know, like I know Pittsburgh has their fucking teams, right? Like the the Penguins, the Steelers. But fuck, man, the Pirates, dude. If they make it to the World Series, that that city that city loves baseball unconditionally like it is a baseball city but they have one of the worst fucking baseball teams ever so like there's so much history in the baseball team in pittsburgh we just want them to fucking get there again you know so it it, it won't ever happen but as a fan dude a life a lifetime fan like i cannot imagine the pandemonium that would ensue if the pirates made it to the world series it'd be fucking like nothing else seriously anyways i digress dude How, how else are you doing i get excited just thinking about it so that's why I'm all in yeah. on the Lions. Yeah, I my big thing about the the uh Pirates is just that like <laughs> they they're like a perennial like ever ever since ever since they went to the World Series in the 90s, they're like a perennial <laughs> choker. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like every year they like they start out hot and then they oh, fucking choke. Like the first every 30, single 40 year. games, like you're just like these guys, they're gonna do it this year. And then it's just like, yeah, someone gets hurt and then it's all over. Like the morale goes way down. They trade off like their best players because they can't keep them. And then it's just like, yeah. fuck, we had it, but then we lost it pretty quick because baseball is such a long season, dude. Dude, I'm and, still. Uh, I mean, uh, I, we'll get to it in a minute about listener comments, but I'm still dying about the the baby comment because I'm looking at the video right now, like the live video of my my hat, and I, I, it's all I can see now is the baby face in the top left yeah. of my fucking hat. It's so funny. Oh god, it's killing me. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, anyway, but so, um, how are you doing? Yeah. Otherwise, uh, doing pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, I did basically – we practiced early this morning and then ever – like I basically have just been doing chores ever since then. Mm-hmm. So uh, just cleaning, doing laundry, uh, did a little a little bit of gaming but um, nothing too nothing too crazy. So. Sorry, I'm making noise. Yeah. Dude. But. I don't know, man. I don't know. I – uh. Yeah, practice was good. Uh, we got a new song we're working on. I just got done telling you, Jake, that I think it's really good. I mean, I knew it was good, but I feel like we're really buttoning it down now. And it's starting to take shape in a way that, like, it feels nice and fresh. The vibe, too, for us. It's it's a nice it's a nice kind of upbeat-sounding song. It's straightforward. It's what I was going for. And, uh, man, I really like the way it sounds. Um, outside of that, my weekend has been kind of weird. My week has been really just kind of status quo nothing nothing fantastic to to report nothing terrible although i will say charlie's down here with me he we went out for chelsea's dad's birthday went to hunters i got a salad and then hung out there for a bit my parents watched charlie and as the 
listeners of the podcast know, Charlie has this habit where if he sees any animal on TV, he just jumps and jumps and jumps and tries to like get at the TV. But he doesn't like try to bite the TV or anything. He just jumps so he can get eye level with the screen. And he just, it's just the thing that he does. He's an animal. He doesn't understand. But um, we always try to change the channel, and so do my folks. But they have like this area rug. And the story goes that he was jumping and jumping and jumping and jumping. And when he landed, his foot didn't hit the area rug and it slid out from underneath him and he kind of did a tumble. And his back leg has been kind of fucked since then. Since Wednesday, it's been sore. So he'll yelp a little bit if we try to pick him up. Like, it doesn't feel broken or anything. We got to get him to a vet. We were giving him a couple days and now the weekend hit and he's still not 100%. So we're probably going to have to take him to the vet. So he's down here with me. It's weird because like in the evenings he gets better and like you know he'll run around and like he'll he'll act normal. He's not not eating. I mean, he's eating and everything just fine. But it's that's like the the bad news is just the concern that like you know he's older. He's like nine, but he's not a big dog, so he should have many years ahead of him still. But hopefully his leg is uh, gonna heal on its own. He could have sprained something. I don't. Who the fuck knows? So it's gonna be a big bill probably coming our way. But that aside, it's worth it. But that aside. Had to replace the TP valve on the water heater. We used to t- we used to talk a lot about home projects on this podcast. Now for and, and we're gonna get to video games, but so anybody who doesn't know how a water heater works, um, you're right there with me. I'm not even quite sure, but they have these overflow valves toward the top, and they're they're pressure regulated and they're also temperature regulated, and. What happens is if the tank gets too hot, the overflow flow valve opens and it's towards the top of the tank and it'll spit out water to try to cool it down um, and get rid of some of that pressure. Same with the pressure. They work on a weird little thing you flip up. It's like a little flip up thing and the water comes spewing out of it. My overflow valve on my, our water tank here had a steady, consistent drip. It wasn't like it was like pissing. It wasn't anything. It was just like deep, 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 deep dripping to the point where, number one, it's going to raise my bill because that's just water that I don't need to be using that's leaving the tank and then getting reheated. Number two, I had a bucket under it. So like every like six hours, I'd have to run down to the basement and dump the bucket out so that we wouldn't have any water in our basement, right? Sometimes I fucked up and I didn't get to and I forgot. And then we had water in the basement and it sucked. So I did some research. This valve needed replaced. Luckily, the valves are pretty affordable. They, they said like it can happen when you get like sediment around the inside of the valve because it won't close fully because you'll have sediment keeping it from making a nice tight close. And that's why the water will seep out. So that's exactly what was happening. The valve was like 20 bucks at Home Depot just a little nerve wracking. The 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 gas uh, the the heater that we have the the water tank is gas. So then you got to cut the gas to it, and then you got to worry about relighting the pilot light, and then you have to worry about like draining the fucking thing so that like when you pull the valve out, you don't get a gush of like hot water hitting you and flying out in your basement. So there were some steps to it, but uh, all in all, replaced. I felt like a badass. It's not leaking. We're good. So that's my that's my story. It's my home story because we usually have these stories. Have you ever had to do this with any tanks, Jake? Dude, I've replaced like I don't know two or three hot water tanks. Have you re- ever replaced the valve? Um, 
No, but I've never had to. I mean, right. I don't know how old your tank is, but hot water tanks only last like six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. They're not hardly good for any more than that anymore. So, um, which sucks because they're, you know, they can be anywhere from three, four hundred bucks to over a thousand dollars, depending on how big your tank is. It seems like electric ones are the ones that fail more, but a lot of it depends on the, your water and whether or not you have right. a treatment system and how you're supposed to flush. You're em. supposed to drain your tank like at least a couple times a year, and most people <laughs> don't do that. Do you do it with yours? And um, I try to yeah. if I remember to do it, but. It's not – I mean it's not hard. No. You literally just Attach hook, a hose, hook a hose up to the bottom of it and you put the hose in the fucking drain in your floor and you crack the bitch open and – Turn the water off to it, yeah. Make sure you turn the supply water off and turn the heat off and you know, wait for all your lines to drain out because inevitably you're – depending on what you do, you're, you're, all of your hot water from your house is going to come back down into the tank and then out the drain, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Helps to flush it out. You close it all back up and turn the water back on. Yeah. I mean... It's not rocket science. All it does... Yeah, I mean, literally all that it does is that, like, it's a big reservoir of water that's heated, and then whenever you turn the hot water on, new cold water comes in and pushes the hot water out through all of your hot water lines. So, um... They're really not rocket science, but they are a pain in the ass, especially if you have electric ones because the fucking elements burn out all the dude. time. Dude, and, yeah. Uh, I didn't have that, but when I – They're expensive. Dude, when I turned – I was number one confused because ours does not plug into anything electric, right? So I was like, how the – It's got f- a snapper on it. Yes. It should have a snapper on it. It does. But I was like, how the fuck do I light this back up? Like, you know, how, how do I light the pilot light now that I've turned it out? And yeah, it took me a little a minute to figure that out. And uh, it has like a little. And what's weird is that even though there's no electric going to it, there is a green flashing LED indicator light when the pilot light's lit. So I don't know how the mm. fuck that stays lit. Is it battery? Is that battery operated? There's probably a battery in there. Yeah, I would assume so. Because it was um, like kind of blowing my mind. I was like, how does this work? But anyway, yeah, I, like dude. it's like a lot of those those grill snappers. Mm-hmm. Like whenever if you take the cap of it off, there's a little like double A battery in there. Gotcha. I didn't realize. So that. I'm not saying that's what's in the. the I doubt it's double A. Yeah, it's but probably it's something else. Probably something. It's like not like that. generated by by the gas running in. Like the gas isn't like spinning some sort of wheel, <laughs> making electric. You know, any kind of weird thing like that. But like, dude, I was kind of I was like because I couldn't get it to light at first, and I'm like, well, fuck, like. And then you're worried because our, our our gas line in our house, obviously our house was built in like the 20s or 30s or some shit. So you get like the on and off valve. It's not like one of those nice ones you just crank it down. It's one of those circle ones that you have to put like a screwdriver through and turn it with like this. It's got no easy way to turn on and off. Like you just know – like if it's running parallel or whatever, you know if it's on or off. But like you got to stick like a metal rod through and turn it. So like – and the where and where it was, it was like hard to get the metal rod through because there was some sort of septic line close to it. And I'm like, fuck, man! Like, heaven forbid I ever have to shut this gas line off here in an emergency. So like, when I got it running, the gas going, and I couldn't get that pallet light to go. I'm like, well, fuck, man! Is gas showing up everywhere? <laughs> can I can I not smell it? There's there's a valve though. There is there is a valve down there that you know that's temperature censored, and uh, I believe that that if it um, 
isn't the right temperature or something, it keeps the, the gas valve closed or something. Like the pilot has to be on for the gas valve to open up to, to get you the thing, the gas that you need to heat the tank. So it's all very – it's very rudimentary, antiquated, uh, very analog kind of technology. But when you don't understand it, your brain starts going, well, fuck, man. Do I have gas everywhere in my basement? You know, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's not what I mess with. But it – I fixed it, and I feel good about it. So that is the moral of the story. Don't be afraid of jobs. Do them. Save yourself some money. I also fixed our uh, garbage disposal unit, which I've never had to fuck with before. I flipped the switch, and it was like – but it wasn't spinning. You could just tell the motor was running, and then I flipped the switch again, and then no motor. Just gone. And I, I learned that there's a reset button on the bottom of those, and if I hit that, it would bring the motor back. But the blades still weren't spinning. And I found out they have a spot on the bottom for an Allen wrench. And if you have the right Allen wrench, you can just get in there and just crank it until it gets loose. And it knocks the blades loose so they can spin again. And then you can hit the reset button and flip it and you're good. Interesting. If you ever have garbage disposal issues. Um, no, but that's because I've – I mean my parents' house had a garbage disposal, but we've never had one. Yeah. I mean we just – you know, it, we we don't use one because we have a septic system. Gotcha. Not that you can't use a garbage disposal with a septic system, but mm-hmm. you don't. You want to make sure you don't clog that shit up. Yeah, for sure. Pun um, intended. Yeah. So. <laughs> God. Anyway, I don't dude. Know. Enough about how shit, dude. I. I'm, yeah. It's good to have you on the show today. I've seen a lot of Jake today. This is good. You've seen a lot of Fred today. We are doing well. Every show we talk about games that we are playing. The first thing we're going to talk about are games we're playing, and then we're going to get some listener feedback. And we had a nice, we had some nice feedback also, so make sure you don't go anywhere here. But as far as games we're playing, dude, I, uh, God damn, hold on. I got to get my, my pen's not writing. Nothing's worse than a pen that you like running out of ink. Um, usually I get some of these uh, things set up. The reason I take notes, if anyone wonders, when you watch a show, when I'm taking notes, all I'm doing is, is writing down the timestamps of these discussions so that I can put them on the YouTube upload so that people can find topics they want to get to. I think this is working against us because people will just look at everything we fucking talk about, slide it, and if there's nothing there they're interested in, they don't even listen. But there's so much more between the lines of this show. So if you're doing that, stop. But it's a nice way to bookmark the podcast on YouTube where you left off and stuff. So I continue to do it, and it was a request, and it's a feature. But this is games that we're playing. Jake, I'm still playing Final Fantasy 16. I have 34 hours in of this game. I just, not spoiling anything, I just defeated Ifrit, maybe? Or Bahamut? I don't know which one. It was a dragon. Uh- was was there some space shit going on? It's it's yeah yeah it's the dragon that like shoots the flare that the, all those That's things Bahamut yeah. yeah so I just defeated Bahamut and I'm back to, to to the hideaway so I don't know what's about to transpire that was a fun battle it God like I beat I didn't have any issue with the battle but like it's just like true to Final Fantasy here's a here's a boss battle that you start. And the and it takes like twenty five fucking minutes to kill the boss, and then nope, the boss is coming back in a new form, or they're even matter. Then it's another fucking twenty minute battle, and then like oh, it's another battle, and it's like okay, I get it. Like Final Fantasy does that. It's another trope thing that they lean on a lot in their games. I don't mind it. 
man, this game's just not making me want to come back to it. So this is the thing I was telling LJ and uh, other thing I've been playing. Uh, we were we played a couple rounds of the finals. LJ and I, and it was a blast playing with someone that I know. You know what I mean? It was a good time. Jake, you need to get in that. The the, the teams are threesomes. You need to get in and play with LJ and myself, and we'll we'll fucking wreck it on the finals. We we won two rounds or two games out of like five or something. But back to that, I was telling LJ about Final Fantasy 16. When I'm playing the game, I'm it's fine. I'm having a fine time. I'm fine with it. I can't play it for long amounts of time. Because some of those cutscenes, some of the story takes like 30 minutes to just sit and watch unfold. So when I get to those parts, usually when they're over, I just save the game and I shut it off because it's just too much. I'm already, I've, I'm pulled so far out of the gameplay at times that I just don't revisit. I don't feel like playing it any further. There was a lot to take in. I put it away. I'll jump back into it. But the thing is, is after I leave the game, I don't find myself thinking about it. And I don't find myself feeling compelled to go back in. The only compulsion I have right now to play this game is merely to get through it at this point. And it sucks to feel that way. Um, but I'm going to see it through because I do I do enjoy it when I'm playing. It's a really weird relationship I have with this game. I thought I would really, really like it. And I must not if I don't think about it frequently when I'm not playing it. But I do feel compelled to finish it. So I'll be finishing it. And uh, how about you, Jake? What what are you playing right now? Um. Well, first of all, you should just fucking quit playing the game if you don't like it. No, I'm so all far. You do, all you do is bitch about Final Fantasy 16 on this show <laughs> for like the past. But I like three it weeks. though. But I don't like it. Uh, I. It's like someone like saying, "I there's nothing, there's nothing. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all." Is that what your mom taught you? Yeah, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But obviously, like, you can you can be critical. I'm pulling the but leaves it's just, off. It's just the, so funny that you're just the like dandelion. Like it loves me, it loves me not. Like I feel like Final Fantasy 17 is doing that, thinking about me. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. I talk. mean, that's all right. Uh, it's just. Uh, I think the game is just not for you. I, th- I think you <laughs> you expected too much out of it, and it spoiled your experience, which is fine. I mean, I feel like this is one of those games that maybe if you had just, like, maybe just decided to play it, like, four years from now or something like that. Yeah. Maybe it would, like, like at, like, a weird downtime on a whim or something, yeah. it probably would have hit you different. Then, like, playing it right after everyone hyped it up and all this stuff. Oh, it was and, hyped, yeah. And so, like, anyway, we don't have to talk about your hatred of Final Fantasy. I don't hate it, man. Like, I would tell it, you if I hated it. <laughs> um, Just, I don't know but, how to feel about it. It's like, it's like when something really fucked up happens and you witness it, right? You're like, well, that's a thing that just happened. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like that's how I feel when I'm playing the game. Like, I'm not quite sure where my emotions are with it. Like, part of me wants to like it. Some of me does like it. Some of me doesn't like it. I don't really think about it when it's not around, but while I'm engaged with it, I don't mind it. So it's weird. It's like, it's. I'm, I would give it like a six on a scale of 10, probably. Like, I'm leaning towards enjoying it, but like I'm trying to come to terms with why I don't like it, and it's confounding me. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't have to talk about it anymore. 
<laughs> but we'll talk about it next week because I'll probably because I'll I have uh, like thirty six hours next weekend. Because I, uh, uh, anyway, so I <laughs> have been playing almost exclusive. Well, I've been playing Death Stranding a lot, and I, uh, I really like it. Yeah. I finally like dude, I just my biggest problem with this game is that they just there's too much downtime. Like they 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 could so, like some of the cinematic story beats and things like that are so fucking crazy and so awesome that it's like it's kind of annoying that I have to spend another seven hours walking around delivering packages between, you know, doing this, that, or whatever. But it or makes like sense, it, though, right? It does make I mean, sense. Yes, of course. You know, it obviously makes sense, but it's like <laughs> nobody wants games to be so fucking realistic that, like, you know, it mimics real life because then they're not fun. So, like, and I'm not saying this There's game no is There's no escapism. That. But, like... So, like, for example, I just got to the part, like, I literally just unlocked uh, my first lethal weapon. Everything else has been just, like, this non-lethal stuff, and was just, like, literally just introduced to Higgs, and just did the, um... There's, like, this really, like, wild scenario that happens where you get, like, transported to this battlefield. Yeah. And, like, you get introduced to the Mads Mikkelsen character. And, like... Oh, yeah, right. And I'm just, like... And then, like, right after that, you get you get introduced to, like, the mama character and, like, her... She, how fucking weird she is. And, like... it And then, like... They start telling you Fragile's backstory and stuff, and it's like, why the fuck did it take 15 hours to get here? Yeah. Like, it should have been, like, I'm totally fine with you making the player do all of these delivery things, because it kind of builds the um, the world that you're in. Like, I totally get that. But maybe, like, trim it down a little bit. Like, if it would have been, like, maybe, you know, I don't know, a few hours of fucking around, and then you get to get to this thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, just a lot of back and forth, and then, like, every time you deliver a package, there's, like, some, you gotta listen to some fucking bullshit about, like, uh, oh, you know, uh... People really like your packages. Oh, thanks for the packages. And then you get like literally 15 fucking emails and all of them are just like, oh, man, you're so awesome. I love packages. Packages are awesome, dude. Don't you love packages? And then like every now and again in there, there'll be like an email that's like, hey, if you go over here, maybe you can find this cube and deliver it to me. And like there's like some 
like male things that are interesting. Like there's this one arc where like for whatever reason this person is really into Half Life and like it's all this Half Life themed shit, which I'm just like I didn't even do that. I didn't even find that. And uh, like it's nothing special. It's just like. They're, like, writing you a message that's like, oh, I hear you're into Half-Life. And, like, weird. there's, like, some weird, like, little mission that they send you on to just pick. There's nothing special about it. It just talks about Half-Life. But, like, there's so much of the, like, text Maybe in that's these like, fucking things that, like, don't mean anything. Do you think the Half-Life thing is somehow specific to you? Because you're a big Half-Life fan? Do you think, like, there's some no. sort of weird thing? I don't know. I never had that. Because I, like, I have no, there's no Half Life presence on PlayStation. So it's not like it could look through my PSN and be like, oh, he likes Half Life. Because I've never played a single Half Life thing on PlayStation. Yeah, right. So, like, I'm not, like, connected to some account. Like, no, I think it's just a thing, right? But But Kojima's uh, been known to fuck with people. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, but it's just the thing that's, like, I finally got enough tools where, like I got the truck and all this stuff, which kind of almost makes package delivery kind of trivial in some sense. Right. In which case where it's just like, okay, like I've, I've defeated this challenge. Like stop making me fucking deliver packages now. Like let me do some other shit. And, uh, and then I finally get these lethal weapons and it's like, oh yeah, like I can finally fight things and not spend all of my time running around and hiding and get, getting literally, raped by mules all the time because like once you alert one 50 of them descend upon you and it's like oh but by the way we gave you a bunch of lethal weapons but don't kill anyone and it's like what the fuck <laughs> like here's a bunch of lethal weapons but don't kill anyone because you don't want to fucking cause like one of these events that can happen or create bts and all this shit right and it's like it's cool in the context of the world but it can be annoying from a gameplay perspective. Um, like, I just did this one mission where it's like, uh, and I think I talked about this last week. One of the most annoying fucking things is getting washed away in rivers. I think it's hilarious. Because, like, but yeah, you're right. You're packed. The problem is, is Dude. the problem is, is that this one mission was like, okay, go find these, go get these rare materials and bring them back. I'm like, all right, I got to climb down to this fucking riverbank. Mm-hmm. But then, like, half the materials are on one side of the river and half of them are on the other side of the river. And the river is, like, really wide. And it's, so it's fast like, current. Like, I'd have to travel a long-ass way around mm-hmm. if I wanted to, to do it or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll just wait across it. So you wait across it, and inevitably, like, you fucking get washed away. But, like, your packages fall off, and then because it's a really wide river, it takes you a long time to get to the edge, and then you have to, like, travel forever to find your fucking packages. Right. And then, like, I I understand what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to get to the other side of the river and use this, like, uh zip line thing that i just unlocked yeah. to travel back and forth across the river rather than waiting it but it was like i already got to the other side and i forgot to fucking i didn't realize i needed to put a zip line thing it's like now i gotta like put all the packages down wait to the fucking other side climb the thing and i'm just like eh, i'm just gonna fucking do it 
And then, of course, it's like I get washed away and I lose all my packages and I spend a half an hour fucking going down river to gather them all so up. So let me ask you like, this. Let me pause you real quick. Had you not gotten washed down that river and you found a way to get over that without losing your packages, would you have felt like a badass? No, I would have been annoyed. See, I would have felt like a fucking- badass. I'd be like, I fucking got past that shit. Like, I don't know. I think, that, I think, yeah, dude. I, yeah, because so, here's I get the, it. here's the thing: is it's like they they put some cool shit in there, like the stuff that other people put into it. Like there are these people that built fucking ramps to like literally just jump a vehicle across the fucking river, like the ravine, which it's is cool. Dope, yeah. But it's like. I'm not going to drive my truck all the way down into this ravine to jump it across the river, and now I can't get it out mm. because I'm down in this ravine. So and – and then I have to walk all the fucking way back, and it's like – dude, I, I get it like that there are people that just love <laughs> the deed in this game. Yeah. They love like the delivery part and making like all – the leaving all the all shit the for locations. everyone. Yeah. And getting all of the likes and, like, the meta aspect of that is really cool. It is, yeah. But for me, it's, like, I love the story part of it. And even, like, there are some elements of, like, I I love the delivery aspect of it when it's not just, like, throwing ridiculous hurdles at you. Yeah, right. It's, like, why the fuck is this, a, is this stuff... At the bottom of a ravine. Mm. Like, why the fuck is it down there? Why do I have to go get it? Like, it shouldn't be in the bottom of this ravine. Like, that's not very, like, reasonable from, like, a world-building perspective. They just want me to do this shit. And there's just, like, packages strewn everywhere, all over the ground, all over the place. And it just so happens that I'm coming from a place. I just got done walking, like, 25 minutes to get here. I find this package on the ground, and it's like, oh, it's not actually – meant to go to the place that i'm going right to. you gotta go way out it's of your way it's meant to go to the fucking place that i just came from 25 minutes ago mm. and it's like i feel like and i think i mentioned this already it's i think that everything about the game is so fucking cool even the delivery part and all that stuff i think is really neat but i think that they developed this game in a really short period of time and they just like they made it too it's too much like they should have dialed it in a little bit made it a little bit less like a little bit more linear a little bit less open and i get that you know that's kind of part of the flair of it is yeah. like how open it is and making your own way and leaving fucking ladders for people and all this shit but like the story is so interesting and the um like, I don't know. It's just, I just want to, but it, what, what's funny is that like, unlike you, when I'm not playing it, like I do think about it and I do want to go back. Yeah. And when I say unlike you, I mean unlike you with Final Fantasy 16. Right. Like I do want to go back and every time I stop playing it, I want to jump back in and play it some more. And I feel like I've gotten to a point where it doesn't annoy me as like i'm most of the time i'm totally happy playing the game because i got all these tools now right i've got the fucking vehicles i've got like the 
the like the ladders and the pitons and all the ropes and all this shit. Mm. And I've got like the guns that I can like use to fucking tie up the bad guys and uh you know, I I've gotten pretty decent at like sneaking around the BTs and everything and um but it's like like there there are these the the main point of the story is that you're trying to connect all of the cities together to go all the way out west. I mean, there's more to it than that, but it's like your goal is to get all the way to the west coast, connect all the cities together to make them on this network to right. reunite America right, right, after right. this Death Stranding event. And it's New like, America. But there, but like, in order for me to unlock the next, like, I get to a city, I connect it to the network, and I can't just go to the next fucking city, right? I have to, like, do all of these errands. And I get it. Like, you're a delivery boy. You got to go around. Like, that's, like, your guy. It's and you you're charged stuff. with the responsibility, but, right? It's you. You're the guy. But it's, like, I'm, like, I'm on a, same, like, one-of-a-kind mission to literally save America. And you're, like, before you do that, can you fucking take some uh, some rusty trinkets to, like, it's this junk dealer game. over here? Yeah, right, right, and right. And it's, right. like. It doesn't make sense. It's, like, bro. Like, and usually there is a little bit of a carrot where, like, you know, you go to this junk dealer and he's like, oh, like, he's all fucking, he's an asshole. And then you right. find out that, like, he thinks that the love of his life is dead and you get to reunite them and all this Dude, stuff. And, like, let's just talk about cool that. Stuff. Let's talk about carrying people on that fucking backpack. How oh fucking God. crazy that is. Number one, it looks so, like you're carrying a dead body. Like they're so compl- you, you the first time you do it, you do carry a dead right. body and that's what like that's how it works, right? But they look But then like you yeah. do that mission and it's like oh, this this girl's like, "Oh, I want to go with you." This is sorry, this is Lay minor down. spoilers. No, no, no. Lay down. And uh this girl's like, "I want to go with you." And you're like, "Okay, like it's going to be this fucking escort mission or whatever." And no, like Sarah's watching me play this, and no, like they literally you you wrap this live person up in essentially a body bag and strap her to your back and carry her and to like where the mummy. fuck you're going. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, she's got legs, man. Fucking, she can walk. Why am I carrying her? And then, obviously, because it's a body, that's, like, an extra challenge because they wiggle and shit. So, like, you're, like, losing your balance and stuff. And I'm like, bro, why the fuck am I doing this? She can walk. Obviously, she can walk. And right. uh, and then the whole time, like, she's talking to you and stuff while you're rock- – and it's, like – it's 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 cool, but it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Like, I don't – the, like it's it's kind imagery is awesome. It's kind of pointless. The imagery is very cool, and uh, that's your I, that's your challenge for for Halloween is to dress like Sam and and have like this mummy attached to your backpack. You just fucking walk around. It would be, that would be actually a really fucking cool costume. Would be yeah. a Sam Porter Bridges costume yeah. with like a dead body on your back. It'd be really like cool. that. Would be really really. I mean, I don't know how many people would actually get it, but like. Like you said, the imagery in this game is really cool. And finally, that mission – I bitched last week about how there's no NPCs in this game. Mm-hmm. That mission was the first time other than like one other character yeah. where like you actually see a model of a real person in the game right. for like like literally in 10 hours. That was the first time I saw a model of another character that wasn't a hologram. And it's like – uh, you know, so I'm like, oh man, 
But but dude, I when I got to that part where it's like the fucking uh the chiral storm or whatever the hell it is yeah. and it like sucks you into that war zone i was like this is fucking awesome yeah and then like it's like, metal it, it's like this world war it's like this world war one shit and like dude i'm all about it so like it re- that i i just played that whole section mm-hmm. and um that and like the stuff with mama and everything like totally sort of rejuvenated my uh my my interest in like moving forward yeah. with the game but then immediately you get back out and it's like uh oh, we need you to deliver a package to this other fucking city but you can't go directly there you got to go to these three other cities first and then around these fucking mountains and then climb yeah. this thing and i'm like oh my god <laughs> like uh, i'm okay with it but it's like Bro, I just want to know what happens with the fucking, you know, the the ghost warriors and the freaking, you know, Mads Mikkelsen character and, like, the weird baby mama shit and, like, all this. Like, I want to fucking know what's going on with all of that. Like, I don't want to spend the next four hours carrying a package. The game makes you work for it, man. I'll say that. It does. And that's, and I've heard, like, I don't know if I, I haven't. Actually, let me let me just look up real quick. How long to beat Death Stranding? Uh, when focusing on the main objectives, Death Stranding is about 40 hours long. There's no fucking reason this game needs to be 40 hours long. Yeah. It's Dude, the, the main story is so fucking cool that if they just condensed all this shit in the middle. Yeah. Like, I don't even care if half the game is cutscenes because his cutscenes are so fucking good. Or, like, but it's or like, like, just like, you know, even if the gameplay, like, like kind of what you're saying, if the world wasn't so vast, you know what I mean? I think, I think we're going to see a lot of the same with Death Stranding 2, but I think we're going to realize that Death Stranding needs to exist the way that it exists in order for us to appreciate what Kojima has planned for part two. I think like it's gonna streamline. He's gonna narrow it down a little more, make it more. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like it was kind of a test concept the first game, and that it was received so well, and the story's now laid. He's gonna have more direction going into part two. I I believe you, and I think that. And I don't get me wrong. I as much as I I nitpick that. Like I said, the story is so fucking cool, and I even like. Now that I'm getting a lot of the tools and everything like that, I even like a lot of the gameplay. Yeah, I just, too. I don't want to, sh- I don't want to struggle with the package delivery part. Like that's not entertaining to me. You get a like, check I, from I, UPS I enjoy, in the mail. I enjoy the life. travel. Yeah. I like the walking and the travel and the stuff, but like I don't want to struggle with that part of it. Like I want to. I think it's cool when you have to like sneak yeah. through the BTS, and I think it's cool even when you have to fight with the mules. But like. Just walking from A to B, I don't want to struggle with that part. Yeah. I like wa- – I don't mind doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind spending the time. I think the environment is cool and I love like when – you know, like what we said before, like when he drops – like randomly drops some soundtrack on you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like – it's really atmospheric. Um, dude, I'm on How Long to Beat right now and they say the completionist for this game, oh, God. 113 oh, yeah. hours. Yeah, for sure. I guarantee it. I mean, now, granted, I think that's like S ranking all of the fucking deliveries Getting and like all doing trophies, all this weird doing shit, all the and, like side shit, all the packages, yeah. So like, that's, that's crazy. Everything. But yeah, I, so so 
like I thought this game was gonna be like thirty hours, and now that I see that it's probably gonna be closer to forty, I might like this might be the only game I play until freaking uh, until freaking Final Fantasy Rebirth comes out because yeah. it's like I because I don't like I can't burn through games like I used to. But anyway, enough about that training. I've been talking about that a lot. Yeah. So in response to because uh, you had sent me a message about the actually the listener feedback that we're going to talk about oh right yeah so, so do you want to um, do that and then you can talk yeah why don't you why don't you drop talk about that because i did jump into no man's sky yeah yeah yeah. so so we had a listener feedback and you can write the show on our youtube page or you can uh send us an email at ps is awesome at gmail.com and we got a listener writing in, and what's interesting is is I got something on Spotify saying that like somebody interacted with our show through Spotify, so thank you very much. Uh, I don't know how to respond to those, to be clear to all the listeners, but if you do want to communicate with us, you can do like Wes Nip did on YouTube. Wes Nip writes in, always enjoy the episodes. Been listening on Spotify for a while now. Y'all two have good chemistry. So I know y'all like VR. I haven't gotten to play any VR, but I wanted to know if you all have tried No Man's Sky on VR. That's my favorite game of the last five to ten years and would love to experience it on VR. Great show, guys. Uh, great work. Keep it up, y'all. Um, well, thank you for the comment, man. It's so nice when people come out of the woodwork that, that are actually listeners, and it's just not somebody who's like finding us on a short and leaving a comment on a short that mm-hmm. I've been posting. So thank you. Uh, you're always welcome. We appreciate you being here and listening to our show, and uh, thanks for saying the, the, the whatnot about our chemistry. Jake and I have known each other for a very long time. We do the podcast remotely. Uh, I'm at my place. He's at his place. We used to do it in person. But um, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, and I'm sure, Jake, you do as well. But so... Uh, Jake has something to say about it. My my initial response was, I have not. I'd like to. I bought the game for five bucks at Walmart when it went through all the shit it went through because it wasn't a great launch and they had it on clearance for $5 and I picked it up and I got the free PS5 version that way and then I get all the free updates. So I think I got a steal there. I need to get back into it and give the game some time. I think that Hello Games has has, uh, earned from me. But I, I just haven't gotten into it, and it does seem like it would be cool in VR. Jake, what about you? So when we got this comment earlier in the week, I was like, you know what? I was like, I haven't played, and I've been thinking about it for a long time, trying out the VR on No Man's right. Sky. So I was like, I'm going to drop back. I'm going to inst- reinstall it because I know that like the game has been updated so much since the last time I played it. They have all these crazy updates now, and apparently the game is great. So I was like, I'm going to install it, and the first thing I'm going to do before I do VR, I'm going to start at normal flat screen mode and just, like, get a character built and, like, get the game started, do a lot of the tutorial shit. Get it set up. And just kind of get that out of the way before I start fucking around in VR. Um, dude, <laughs> I forgot, like, the onboarding of this game is so fucking ridiculous <laughs> that it's overwhelming. It's, it's overwhelming. And I'm playing on the relaxed mode, which which means that they don't have they, they like simplify some of the systems. So you don't have to deal with a lot like some of the things, some of the more uh, crazy things about the game. I don't know. 
anything about the specifics of what's in there and what's not. So don't, you know, don't quote me on any of that. But, but I just, it was like, it gave me the option of like the original mode, the relaxed mode or the create mode. And I was like, let me just try the relaxed mode. I just want to jump in, kind of try it out, see what's going on. Right. And uh, so I started playing it and it's, it's way better than it was at launch when I played it. Like when you at launch when you first started it, it was like they didn't fucking tell you anything. No, right? Yeah, they didn't you tell you nothing. anything. You just jumped, dropped, and dropped you off into a world, and they're like, figure it out, figure it out how to get your ship, figure it out how to get the fucking space, figure it out what the story is, figure it out how to get whatever. And uh, hell yeah! Now they're like, it's like a basically you drop in and it's just like a series of tasks. Mm. They're like, okay, you woke up here. Um, run over here and they teach you how to use your visor and then it's like okay well now you need to mine materials to uh build this outpost thing and it's like okay so i did that and then it's like okay you found this abandoned ship and it's like but if you want to get it off the ground you have to repair it so uh craft this thing that allows you to like rejigger the reactor or whatever and it like teaches you all of like the the systems in like a very streamlined kind of fashion and they even go into like build a simple base with like a roof and stuff like that and so they teach you a little bit about the base building because like none of that was there whenever i played it Mm. and there's even like land vehicles and mechs and like all this crazy shit now that like i'd never even heard of before Mm. anyway so to get to uh our listener's question I did after I got all that set up, which took me a lot longer than I expected it to. I was like, all right, I'm going to jump into VR. And so I played VR for maybe half hour to an hour, like not a long time, um, but just enough to kind of get a feel for it, like how it plays and everything. Because really, like the game is the same. So like all that you're really doing when you jump into it in VR is getting that virtual reality experience and like figuring out – how it controls, how it feels, mm-hmm. everything like that. If you could do it, um, yeah, right. So the one thing that I will say uh, to tell the our listener, um, we're just going to call you Wes. Um, or Wes, it could be We Snip. We Snip. Yeah, I don't know what a so, Snip is, but it could be that. So I, I don't I don't have the any intel based on your write in of whether or not you are playing on PS5 or PS4, um, or even maybe PC. But, who knows, right? That's a PC game. Or too, yeah, you could be playing on PC. I guess I, I didn't even think about that. I think it actually might even be on Xbox now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's on Switch or not, but it, it's it's basically everywhere. But if you've never played a VR VR, then you obviously don't have VR. But if you have a PS5. And you have some scratch, and you're really interested. I hopefully you have like a buddy that has one, and it doesn't even need to be a PSVR. It could be like a like a MetaQuest or a, a like a Vive HTC mm. Vive or an Oculus or, or, or something like that. Um, but just like get the experience of being in modern VR, and then that would tell you whether or not you are interested in making the investment. Yeah, but. As it relates to No Man's Sky, I would say that it's pretty fucking cool. Hmm. Now, the one beef that I have, and I don't know why they did this, they fucked the controls all up. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know what... So, 
there might be a way for you to change this. I haven't really dug that deeply into it, but the way that and and you know, obviously, Wes, you've been playing the game in flat screen mode, so you're used to the way that the controller works, what all the buttons do, and everything like that. And I started the yeah. game in flat screen mode, so I figured out the controls. The only thing that I did was I don't know what type of crack Hello Games was smoking when they sw- when they swapped the uh, the L3 and R3 um, commands. So like normally yeah. in a game, right? L3 is sprint. It toggles sprint. Right. That makes sense. It's like sure. That's right? every game is so like because like every game is like that. But for whatever reason, Hello Games made it in No Man's Sky so that R3 is sprint. And L3 is scan, and that's usually the reverse on every game, but they give you the option to flip them. So I went in there, flipped that, and then – so I'm playing flat screen, get used to the controls. Yeah, this is the trigger. This is how I access my inventory. This is how I jump. This is how I do like the – you know, I confirm in menus, how I cancel in menus, how I do like the – like the the the, uh, the, the star uh, – no, I don't – like the – it's not the hyper jump, but whatever it is when like you go really fast in your spaceship, like hyper speed, like the boost and all that kind of something? stuff. What's yeah. it called? Yeah. So I, I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, so I jump into PSVR, and I believe you have to play this with the Dual Sense controllers. You cannot play it with a regular, or sorry, the the VR Sense controllers. I don't believe you can play it with a regular controller, like a Dual Sense mm. or, or a DualShock Four. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm fine with that. I like the DualSense control, or not the DualSense. I'm sorry. I keep the, the, this is one of the problems with the the way that Sony has named this stuff in this. The generation. naming convention. The, the VR, the VR controllers. We'll just say that. So I jump and I'm like, okay, this is great. But for some crazy reason, they changed all of the buttons. All of the buttons are different for VR. For VR, like. Like jump is no longer X, it's fucking circle for some reason. And like now, like when I'm in menus, instead of pressing circle to cancel, I press L2 to fucking cancel. And like the, the, um, the, uh, like there's some other weirdness about like when you're in the ship, like the boost is a different button and like it's, Dude, I'm not even fucking around. I should have actually written written down like what the mapping is before coming on the podcast because I was blown away. They literally changed every single button. Do you have any way? Do you have any control over that? Can you change it to the I, default? I don't know. I I haven't had a chance to really look into it yet. Yeah. So you should have done I, the tutorial literally, in VR. I yeah maybe I guess, but it's like. But they fucked. They fucked with like normal conventions. Like every like every single game ever <laughs> on PlayStation in a menu, X is confirm and Circle is cancel or back. But they even changed those, right? So it's like everything is all screwed around. But these things can be learned. You can get used to it. Whatever. That's fine. Um, when you're running around, the game looks awesome. One of the first things that that I noticed is when you started up. You're like when the game's loading, you're like flying through a star field. It just like through the the uh, through space, and there's all these stars going by yeah. you. And when you first drop into that in VR, it's fucking wild because you're just like flying through space in VR. 
and then it like boots up and you're like, okay, this is typical VR stuff. I can look around. The the look the look and feel is very good. Running around with the controllers feels very good when you're on land. Using the the um the mining laser with like your with your VR controller like you would a gun, all that works very well. Um I don't. I'm not in love with it, but there's this neat like wrist computer that you use yeah. to like access your inventory and stuff. It was very confusing to figure out at first, but like I like had to Google it. But then like yeah, it's like on this wrist computer. And I'm like oh okay, but they never fucking explained that to me when I jumped into <laughs> it. And then I, um, because like I I was literally I'm, I was doing this thing where it's like repair the hyperdrive on your spaceship, and it's like access the inventory of your starship by pressing R2. And I'm like, okay, so I'm like standing by my spaceship, like fucking pressing R2, nothing's happening. I'm like pulling all this shit out of my pockets and stuff. Nothing's happening. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like literally running around trying to figure out if there's something I got to open on the ship. I don't know. And then I Google it and it's like, oh yeah, on your wrist, when you lift your left wrist up, there's an, a menu that comes up and you can press R2 on that and it'll open up your ship menu and then you can do your thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like, like the onboarding for the VR is a little bit – like you said, maybe if I had done the tutorial in VR, it would have explained all of this to me. But jumping into a previous save in VR, it doesn't explain any of the controls anywhere at all. Well, I'll so, – dude, I'll do it. I'll do it, and I'll do it straight from VR and see if it does, see if I have a different appreciation for it. So you know what would be, you know be curious, and whether or not we'll actually do this is, is uh, um, sort of – way up in the air because i don't do uh, multiplayer games but you can actually jump into games with other people in vr that would be cool shit in no man's sky which would be kind of interesting but the one the one last thing i'll say about it is that overall my experience is very positive it's cool like running around space and getting in your ship and like you actually like hold on to the controls when you're flying when you're flying excuse me weird um the one thing that i don't like about it is that the the navig the um the actual steering of the starship is uh motion controls and i don't like that it so, makes it it makes it hard so I'll like say this. don't get me wrong yeah don't get me wrong the motion controls for the vr sense controllers is very good mm-hmm. it is very good but what you have to do is you have to press you know how the r1 button is the one on your palm yeah like for grabbing things, mm-hmm. right? So you actually grab the throttle with your left hand to to turn it, you know, forward or back to give you more or less throttle. Yeah. And then once you get to where you want, you can let go of it and the ship stays there. That's fine. Right, it makes sense. But you have to hold on to the joystick, and then when you're holding on to it, you like tilt your hand forward and back and left and right like a throttle. And when yeah. you do that, when you do it, it's like you're moving an actual joystick. Mm-hmm. Right, so for like the the you know listeners, I'm like kind of right, tilting yeah. my hand. Right, it's like you're moving a flight stick, and that moves your vision. And you use the the left or sorry, I believe it's the right stick. You can use it to roll the starship left or right. But the actual like look left and right and up and down is with motion controls. And I much more would have preferred to that if for it to just let me use both sticks like a controller mm. to actually control the movement of the starship because you have to like anchor your arm and like just tilt your hand 
to kind of even have any prayer of like Control, navigating very accuracy. easily with it. And it seems like there's a little bit of floatiness to it that makes it a little bit difficult. I'm sure it's one of those things where like you play it enough, you get used to it. Well, here's what but, I read. Um, I just read something about this. Yeah. And they said that No Man's Sky VR allows you to hot swap to a dual sense for spaceship controls. So it's almost what? like yeah, so it was like eight things that you should know before jumping into VR and it was like don't try to do it with the sense controllers, don't try to do it with your hands, like just use a dual sense to do it. Like it lets you do that. But like the it, thing is is that like they should I just like figure it out though. Well, that's well that's a, like the the sense controllers both of them together literally act like a dual sense. So I don't know why Weird. I can't just like go into menu and be like pretend you're a controller. Yeah, because it's got all the buttons. It's you know what I mean. So like that part of it is a little a little confusing to me from a design perspective. I will say that like the only place I actually want the controller is in the spaceship. Other than that, I want like the dual sense works. Sorry, the 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 VR controllers work awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like I actually want to use them for. The mining laser and the running around and like the picking shit up and like even the getting in and out of the starship is cool because you like lift the hatch up and you that's how you get out of it and like yeah. so I just like I don't know I will say uh, from a presentation perspective very good it runs very well I had a couple like minor instances of like frame stutter just a little bit of like frame drop but like not enough that it it only happened like once or twice for a brief second. Yeah, it didn't yeah. really like affect my experience. But I will say that like that 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 game it seems like it would be way better in VR. And so I I might jump back into it and play it a little bit more in VR. It's just such a long experience. Mm-hmm. Like this guy Wes is telling us about how it's, it's, it's his favorite game. He's probably spent he said like over the last hours years. and hours and hours and hours playing it, and I can't imagine spending a hundred hours playing a, a, an ex- exploration game just unless solely you're like, in VR, dude. Unless like you're like fucking balls deep in it, you know what I mean? Like maybe. I mean, but, but the cool thing about this game is that I do believe that you can jump in and out of flat screen in VR. Like right. it's not unlike it's not like Resident, Resident Evil, Evil, where yeah where you have to create a special VR save. So like if I want to just chill and kind of fly around and and you know discover some planets and stuff. Yeah. Um you can just play flat screen mode. And then if you want to like get into it, throw on the headset, get in your starship, fly around, fucking blow shit up and uh that part of it's really cool. Like, especially, I think it would be cool to to find some of the because remember how we covered a while ago on the podcast how they were doing an update with all these like derelict spaceships that were oh, all yeah. like kind of spooky and stuff. Yep, yep. Like, I would think it would be awesome to like get on one of those and then be in VR and it's kind of like spooky and shit. Like, that would be really neat. Um, I love that you can. I for, one thing I forgot about the game is I love that you can like name all the planets that you discover because it's all like, dude, it's everything is one of a kind. Because it's so vast. Yeah. So, like, you got a planet and it's, like, yours. So, like, uh, um, so if you come across a planet, there's a planet that's, like, really hot that I found. The temperature is, like, ambient. It's, like, 180 degrees or something like that. Yeah, what would you name it? Um, I named it Big Spicy. So right. if you come across if you come across Big Spicy, that's my planet. And uh, feel free to make yourself at home at... Um, 
I think I, I, th- I think I called my base the hot house. So go rest at the hot house on Big Spicy. Yeah, but don't <laughs> fuck around or you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so sorry. I've been kind of rambling a bit about my, the games I've been playing, but oh, I, I I did when West when West wrote in, I was like, oh. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Literally ever since PSVR 1, when they first introduced the VR mode for No Man's Sky, I was like, I need to try this. Yeah. And every time they put out an update, I'm like, man, fucking No Man's Sky looks awesome. And uh, so Dude. I started back into it. My, my main game is, is going to st- pretty much is still going to be uh, – Stranding. Death Stranding because I got to get through it. I really want to see what happens with that. But I think I might play keep stick with uh, No Man's Sky and just kind of dick around here and there. And maybe maybe sometime you get it downloaded. Maybe sometime we can try and just kind of jump in together. Yeah. And fuck off for a bit. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what you do in the game. I don't know if there's things you could fight or something, or if it's just like you run around and I literally don't know the point of the game. So yeah, uh, Wes, what's the if, point? If, like, is it? Yeah, is it Wes, just, if you hear this, maybe you could tell me like, like what the story, point of the game is. Story points and like missions and campaign stuff, or is it just really just strictly exploration and find what you find and just exist in this? It's world? It's very vague, like find the center the of the universe kind of shit. Yeah, right. But I, I don't know. Like maybe he has, maybe he has some some tips. I'm for sure he does. I'm sure he does. All right, cool. Well, let's anyway. move on here. Um, every show we talk about listener feedback, and we just talked about Wes writing in. I've been posting these shorts. I just posted one about how we were bitching about taxes in the last episode, and like we got like two and a half thousand views on that. It's just ridiculous, and uh, lots of opinions about the tax system, mostly agreeable with us. And then there was one that I don't, you can go to the short and look at it, but it was just like uh, someone was just completely disagreed. Said this is such a such a uh, irresponsible take on taxes. Like they give you the instructions. You can get the forms for free online and then you can, they, you know, but, but I did respond and I said, well, that's the fucking point though. Is like, it shouldn't be that confusing. It shouldn't have to be like that for us. And that was the point that we made. Like, you know, it is what it is. But then a lot of people did chime in and they they agreed. I, I agree or disagree. I don't fucking care. But, um, the best comment was a comment about my hat. Now, if you are watching YouTube right now, if you look, I'm going to motion to a, a point on my hat. Like right around here, there's indentations that look – and it might not even look like it on, on the camera that you're seeing, Jake. But there's it indentations. Does. It definitely does. There's a fucking looks, face, a baby. It looks like a, like like a, a baby is a protruding out of the side of your head. Like I've some never noticed Kojima it. shit going on over it's there. It's so your good. Your eyes are going to start bleeding or something. Oh, I'm dying laughing <laughs> thinking about the face that's just showing on my hat. It 100% looks nothing. It's unmistakable once you see it. It's like one of those things that once you see it, you can't unsee it. And uh, I've got a fucking baby face on the side of my head. First of all, I love that we're a we're a video game podcast, and you posted a short that's literally about nothing but taxes. And that's what gets and, us all the views. And people responded to it. And the big re- the the big story out of it was how your hat looks like a baby face. That's the nature of fucking YouTube. <laughs> like no one gives a shit about what you want to talk about, right? Yeah. <laughs> You can't own it. You know what I mean? You can't do what you want to do and be successful. You just got to fucking find it where you can get it. But uh, there there are some other other shorts I'm going to create from that last episode. We had some good discussions specifically about pot pies and all kinds of different things. But um, So stay tuned for that. But 
I thought that that was the funniest thing I'd read all week and seen all week because I was like, what the fuck's he talking about? And I pulled up the video clip and sure as shit, it does look like there's a baby uh, just like forming in my head. It's like Ghostbusters or something. Like it's, I'm waiting for it to start fucking talking and looking at us. It'd be so awesome. Um, anyways, dude, let's get to some news. Every, every episode we talk about news, uh, we don't break news. We talk about this every show. So if you expect us to break some crazy news story, that shit ain't going to happen here. So go find it elsewhere. But if you want to hear our conversation about some of the things that have gone on this past week in the video game world, specifically PlayStation, you found the right place. And, uh, the first news point I want to say, I got, I, we get a lot of these off of pushsquare.com. And sometimes I'll get some of these news points off of the PlayStation blog. But uh, we're just going to have an open discussion about these news points and then wrap up the show. The first news point, Jake, is Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. It gets a whopping 9 out of 10 review score from Push Square. And uh, they say it's amazing. And I have never played a single Like a Dragon game. I have no clue where to start if I wanted to start. And I feel like this is a, a very, very undeniable chasm in my knowledge of gaming and PlayStation. Have you ever played a Like a Dragon game? Yakuza, to be, anything? To be clear, I believe there are only two Like a Dragon games. There, are, there You're is blowing my mind. Yakuza, there is Yakuza Like a Dragon, which was the 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 strategy RPG one that came out a few years ago, and then there is this new one, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which my understanding is going to be the continuation of the traditional Yakuza style game, where it's like a beat 'em up. So, but. How many? But the, but the rest of them. I'm sorry. Go what's ahead. What's the one about? Like, like, what's the one about the guy who has no name? Like, what's that? Is that not part of this? So, uh, I believe that is like a precursor. I want to say to this game. Okay, fuck it, in man. Some I, this is the problem. It's like I, I don't know where to start. There's so many. Like, there, there's a lot of. I mean, there's like fucking ten Yakuza games. So it's like uh, I hate and, it. And like a dragon is within uh, the Yakuza. It's all. It's all Yakuza, right? So it's confusing because there was Yakuza one through six, I believe, and sure. they're all like these beat 'em up style, like hilarious, fucking you know, mobster Japanese mobster games, and then they did. Yakuza Like a Dragon, which was like supposedly a spin-off where it was like a strategy RPG, think Final Fantasy Tactics kind of yeah. or your XCOM. That was the way that it was made. That sounds good. And then what they announced was that going forward, the mainline Yakuza games will be strategy RPGs similar to Like a Dragon and the Like a Dragon games are going to be the traditional Yakuza combat. So they swap. So they swapped. And I think that Like a Dragon, I think the one of the big things about Like a Dragon is that I, I believe it revolves around this other protagonist mm. that is not the, the traditional Yakuza protagonist. Mm. I don't know a lot about it because I haven't played – 
and to be honest, to be fair, I haven't played any of the Yakuza, the Yakuza games. I've always been interested, but it's always been very like daunting to me. Um, I've been intimidated by it quite a bit. But uh, I've just like from listening to a lot of other people talk about it and stuff. This is kind of where I gathered all this information. So I haven't really played it. I downloaded Like a Dragon, uh, the not this one, but the strategy oh, Jesus. game. I'm I'm lost, but keep going. I downloaded Yakuza Like a Dragon, but I never actually played it. Yeah. I, I just had other stuff I was playing or whatever, and I never actually ended up playing it. So, but th- this is one of these games that like people people love Yakuza, and from what I understand is that it is just some of the like wildest shit. And so I've always been really interested in trying it out. It's just that my interest hasn't been peaked enough yeah. to pull me away from some of this other – like we have infinite games to play right. basically. And it's like am I going to stop playing Death Stranding to to try out Yakuza? Probably not. Like am I going to um, – you know, am I going to skip any of the games coming out this first quarter? To play this. But no, yeah. like obviously not, right? right. So it's – it's something that I'm interested in, but it's going to have to hit me at a specific time, I think. Uh, so I, I, I don't really have anything else really to say about it. It's just that uh, I'm I'm happy for Yakuza fans that this game appears to be very good. Yeah. And uh, I think that the studio is the studio is abbreviated RGG, but it's like Raguga uh, Booga Booga Boo or something. I don't know. Uh, Yakuza Studio. Red, green, grape. Ryuga Godaku. Yeah, that's what I meant. So, um, but apparently this game's great, and I'm happy for the people that really like it. I'm and glad it you know so much about be, it, too, because I know th- nothing. This is, I believe this is the one, remember we saw that trailer, I think it was like on the Sony Showcase or something, mm. where it was like, the guy wakes up naked on the beach in Hawaii. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, what the fuck's going on? That's this game. So like, uh, I'm, I don't know, man. I kind of want to play it at some point, but I, but I don't know what I'm missing. Like, do I got to play something else first? Like, I, I don't know. I got to do a little bit more research. If there are any, if there are any uh, uh, Yakuza fans that are listening that want to chime in at all, I mean, feel free to let us know your thoughts. But hell yeah, it's um. It's too much for me right now. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, yeah, it's too much for me, but that game looks like it's going to be really well received. So good, good on yeah. them. Like you said, the next the, it looks hilarious. Yeah. The next, the next game that I wanted to quickly just touch on. And there's not a whole lot, not a whole lot to say about it at this date and time. But the the Grand Blue Fantasy Relink game looks awesome. Um, I saw this trailer. It's another series that I've never played any of the Grand Blue games, but dude, this looks like they're doing something right. Like it's it's scratching all of the things that I want to see in a game like this, which I I think it's I think I think it's a real t- I think it's an action RPG, but there's something about it that is whimsical to me and feels I don't know feels feels like when I see it like it it, it I don't know what it does it, it touches like old school. Final Fantasy things for me. Like I, I don't know if if what it plays like, but just the art direction and just how it looks, it looks fucking awesome. And I think people are stoked on this game. So there's a new trailer, and people are stoked on it. 
Yeah, it's uh, I believe it's more of an action RPG. Right. So it's gonna the combat is gonna be similar to probably something like Final Fantasy sixteen or something like that. But I do agree with you, like visually the game is stunning. I mean it, it looks awesome. Like I'm watching some gameplay of it now and like there's just some wild shit going on on yeah, screen. It looks and great. I I think it looks fucking cool. Like I don't know, man. This might be on my list. Yeah, it looks awesome. It looks really fucking good. Like, it looks like old school, but like it's probably got some new school twist to it. But like, there's something about it. Have reviews gone out yet? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know that it's out yet. Is it out? Well, I know. It, I don't think it's out yet. But I was just curious if, it, if uh, it's February first, so a couple more days. So we'll see. Um, I guess this game's been in development for a long time. It's actually so supposed I'm kind to, of. Does it come out? Curious. January 29th? Uh. I think it's on my list of right. games, January 29th. You might be right. We're recording yeah, this so, on so this, 28th. This is the 28th, so probably the 30th, which would be – unless it comes out on a Monday. That's kind of weird because today is the 28th. It's Sunday. So yeah. my guess is it's probably the 30th, which is Tuesday. Although I could be wrong. It's the PC version that comes out on February 1st. Gotcha. So um, yeah, I, I think this game looks awesome. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I just – I can't – There's <laughs> not enough time. probably like – there's so it's probably a long game, so there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to get to this before Final Fantasy. But there's not enough time awesome. in a day, dude. Uh, that's just what it boils down to. Very good. I, I wanted to see what you thought how that looked, um, and at least let the listeners know this game looks dope. If any of you guys play it or pick it up, let us know what you think about it. The next the next thing I have on the docket for today's show is pretty uh, humdrum, but it's interesting at the same time. Uh, CD Projekt Red continues to patch Cyberpunk 2077. A new patch is set to release next week, maybe even this week. Um, apparently, studio says it's going to address some of the more highly reported bugs that players have been reporting, and that will include bugs people are experiencing while doing finishers on enemies, as well as some other things. And I think it's good that they continue to support the game. So, like, you know, they had a couple really big patches recently, and now they're just, like, squashing more bugs, which is, like... Fuck, man. They do support a game, CD Projekt Red. You can give them credit for that. Like, they, they do stick around. They didn't release this as a hunk of junk garbage and walk away. Like, this... just It's just worth noting again, you know, that, like, I don't know. I, I don't know that they should... Let me say this much. I have this analogy that, like, let's say, like, you're a very shitty human being, right? And uh, you're just a piece of shit. And one day, you hold the door for somebody, and word around town is, oh, motherfucker held a door for someone. And everyone all of a sudden is putting your name on high because you did this one fucking nice thing, right? And like, it's like, no, that's the fucking baseline of being a human being. It's like, you should hold doors for people. You should just be a good person. But if you're an asshole and you do something that's just generally done by everybody, you somehow get more fucking cred than a regular person would and i feel like cd project red here's where i'm going with that they released a turd <laughs> cyberpunk should they be credited for being a studio that continues to support this game or should it just be like well no fucking shit they should be supporting it because the thing was a hunk of junk when they released it right so like i don't mean to like lift them on high because they're supporting a, a, a game that came out as a piece of shit i just mean like their mo has consistently been release a game that is kind of like mediocre 
and then support it for years afterwards to turn it into a shiny diamond. And like that's just how they do things. It seems like with with the exception, I think, of Thronebreaker, which was really well made to begin with, and Gwent, I think, has been really good. But it seems like they're more games like Cyberpunk or The Witcher or whatever. Like they have had issues on releases for all of these games, and uh, they continue to patch them and make them better. I just hope that they learn their lesson for the next project. And we need to get into a whole discussion about that. But that's all I mean is like I'm not trying to say like, oh fuck, you know, they're 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 the best thing ever because they can I just am drawing a point that that they do this with their games. So I'm not saying that they're better than any other studio because they're continuing to support this. I'm just saying that they are supporting it. And it's nice to see. That's all. It's just nice to see. Even though that that should be fucking expected. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> uh I just this this is two games in a row that they've done this. It wasn't as big of a deal with The Witcher because The Witcher 3 was not big until after they fixed it. And CD Project Red was hyped to death and they released it broken. Yeah. And I don't necessarily I believe that they I think that they do deserve some credit for making the game good and fixing it. Yeah. But yeah, shout out. Two thing two th- two things can be true. But they should also never be given the benefit of the doubt for a long time right. after the release of this game. And because it is very clear that there was some Not to sound too conspiratorial, but like there is some there's some hijinks going on with this game where they're trying to pull one over on people. Because if they weren't like they knew this game was broken. Yeah, for at least the and PS4. Really and it still sucked on the PS5, to be clear. When I played it, it was breaking all the time, but I still enjoyed it. Right. So like it's one thing if they wanted to release it like that and then call it early access or whatever and release it for like a cheaper fee or something because my guess is what happened is that like they're like oh we got to we got to get it out we got to start making our money back yada 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 yeah and it's like okay you want to do that that's fine but if you know the game is fucked announce that when you release it right say like hey you can play this early in this state so we can start making some money back but it's an early access version. Maybe it's half price because you bought the PS4 version and it literally renders like five people in the entire city and the draw distance is like 15 feet and the thing crashes every two seconds. And it's like, I don't know, man. I I think it's great that they're doing this and that they're still supporting it, but it's like, yeah, you better fucking be supporting this game. Yeah, it's like uh, after what you did. I, I've watched it. <coughs> excuse me, the latest season of Fargo, and this dude on there named uh, Ulan Munch or something like. He's like this fucking weird guy who. This is going to be a minor spoiler. He apparently is a sin eater, and uh, he has survived along the years, years and years. Like he's probably like I don't know, three hundred forty years old or something. But he's like this guy, and he and he doesn't die, and he just he talks weird in Fargo. And he and he and he's like, a man must pay his debt, <laughs> and he says shit like that. You know, it's like a debt is owed. 
and a man must. And I'm just thinking, like, a dead is fucking owed, CD Projekt Red. Fucking make it right. So a studio must pay their fucking debt, you know? So if anyone watches Fargo, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> to me, that's, that's the funniest thing you're going to hear on the show today. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, speaking of CD Projekt Red and all of their properties, anytime, anytime there's a little bit of crossover, not, not from comic book to video game, but from video game to comic book. And it's interesting to me. I like to talk about it real quick. So I feel the need to bring this up. Dark Horse, who's a comic book company, they must have some kind of in with game developers. Um, maybe possibly the other comic book companies don't have, or maybe the other comic book companies don't fucking care about doing, right? But it seems like a lot of our video game to comic book crossovers come way of Dark Horse Comics. They did a Last of Us comic. They did an Uncharted comic. They've done Tomb Raider comics, and they've done Witcher comics. So that being said, there's a new four-issue story that takes place after The Witcher 3 and finds itself being titled... Covo Bianco. And if anyone who's played Blood and Wine, that is the vineyard that Geralt settles down at at the end of that DLC. This comic book, this four string of uh, issue comic book series, this arc takes place shortly after that timeline. So is this a bridge between The Witcher 3 and The Witcher 4 mm. that they are doing? Because a lot of the Dark Horse comics for Tomb Raider, per se, there was a bridge between some of the Tomb Raider games. There was definitely a bridge for The Last of Us, kind of like a prequel that told Ellie's story in the quarantine zone before she meets Joel. There's a whole comic series on that. And there's also some Uncharted shit, an Uncharted adventure that takes place with Nathan Drake and Sully that uh, fills in a little bit of the gaps of some of his adventuring. So no one has really brought up that this could be a tie-in to The Witcher 4 but my thought process is, how could it fucking not be? If it's picking up in the canon of the comic books or the video game series, not the books and not the TV series, but it's taking place after Blood and Wine, how could this not be a lead-in to what we might be getting story-wise for The Witcher 4? And I'm not saying it is, but how could it not be? Like, what what is the incentive, number one, to do this right now are we going to see a Witcher 4 trailer soon? Are we going to see something for the Witcher 4 soon? I don't know. But as a comic book kind of fan, and now that I have an iPad that isn't broken, I'm probably going to find a way to read this on my iPad, which is pretty cool, actually, because I'm a big fan of the Witcher and wh where they've gone with the story and the direction of the games. So this is something that's on my radar. I don't know if it's out yet. I don't know if all four ep uh, comics are out. I don't know if they're doing it as a graphic novel. I don't know if they're slated to release from Dark Horse, but it is a thing and it's happening. So get stoked if you're into it. Jake? Um, do we know for a fact that it's canon? Yes. Yeah. Push Square had an article saying that for sure – I mean, that's the name of the vineyard in the video game. Like, As far as I know, that vineyard doesn't exist in the books or doesn't exist anywhere else. So, it's That doesn't mean anything, though. It, Just because they're using well, the same names and shit doesn't mean that it's You can canon. draw a, a parallel, right? You can draw it's up to the it. It's up to the developer to say this is canon or it's not. Let me look at it. So if CD Projekt Red it. hasn't come out and said... Dark Horse, 
Witcher, new comic, Corvo Bianco. Let me look it up here. What what are people saying? The Witcher gets a Western sequel as Geralt fights to retire. Ah, very good. The easy life can never be easy for Geralt. Yeah, it sounds like it's definitely a tie into the video game. Like this is this is uh yeah. I don't know if it's capping off. Like apparently issue number one is out. I don't know that issue number two is out. So people have read issue number one. Let me see what uh, Dark, Horse, Dark Horse says. It says, Geralt acquires a taste for a simple life, good wine, good company, with Yennefer at his side. The routines of a witcher are eclipsed, but the stains of history are deep, and with blood and wine, every drop attracts those who want more. Awesome. It came out, uh, well, let me take it back. <laughs> Publication date, May 8th. 2024 so maybe it's not out yet maybe it's coming out in may Hmm. it looks dope when they're probably timing it with some sort of witcher 4 news dude i bet you dude if they're smart we might be seeing some witcher shit this year witcher 4 shit and that game will be fucking busted at launch too better not they better fucking learn their lesson fool me (laughs) once sure fool me twice Maybe with The Witcher 4, but if that shit fucking drops busted, I'm fucking out. I'm walking away from this company for a bit. Until they fix it, and then you'll be back in. Fuck uh, yeah, oh, Will, because they make good awesome. games. Because their games it's are always awesome. good. <sighs> it's so annoying, dude. Like, if only we could do that as artists, like music artists. Be like, here's our fucking album. It gets shitty reviews. Ah, the hooks suck. And then you're like, I'm just going to roll out a fucking patch. Just download it on iTunes or whatever, and then the songs are better. Wouldn't that be some fucking shit? <laughs> if we could do And then that. everyone's like, oh, man, Redemption arc. Yeah. Fucking, you fix the best your fucking record songs. Ever, These songs are the best songs I've ever heard. Like, you listen to all the reviews to tell you what you need to do to make, make the songs better, and then you just fucking rewrite them and patch the album? That's fucking cheating. I feel, I feel like that's what they're doing. CD Projekt Red is kind of cheating in a way. They're releasing their game. They think it's fine, obviously, and then the world says it's a fucking turd. I wish you could do this. I wish you could do that. I wish you could do this. We wish you could do that. And then they fucking make it happen. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's fucking great. It's exactly what we wanted. You know? Like, what? why can't musicians do that? Why can't I release, like, a fucking album and have people like, this fucking sucks. This sucks. This sucks. I wish, like, you know, I wish the chorus happened one more time or, like... You know, the album's a little slow. You know, they should have started off with track three, but instead they start, and then you just fucking read, change it. And then everyone's like, ah, it's the fucking best record I've ever fucking heard. Like, why can't you do that? They can do it. You know, why can't I paint the fucking painting and then have someone be like, yeah, this is is write a book and have it be shitty. And then be like, oh, it was good, but, you know, the intro was a little long. And then just fucking wipe out a couple paragraphs and reload it. Patch that. Patch my fucking book. Read it now, bitches. I I digress. <laughs> it's the day we're get we're getting to that, dude. We're getting to it in this day and age, the digital age. We're getting to it, almost to the point where like things will just be completely erased, that as if they've never existed. I think we might be there with some things. Anyways, dude. Um, next news point. Damn, we're on fire today. I, I, my pen's not working. Um, so the next news point is this. It's becoming to be a little worn out as far as the topic goes on this show, but there have been more game developers cutting jobs. Microsoft Activision cut 1,900 jobs, 1,900 jobs. And developer Black Forest Games 
have had a round of layoffs as well. And I believe they laid off about 55 employees. Black Forest, of course, being the studio working on the new TMNT, the last Ronin title. Jake, this this also is not... This is not, like, fun to talk about. And, and to be honest, at this point, I think there's nothing that can be said that we haven't already said. We feel bad for the people who got laid off. It sucks that this happened. I hope that everyone who lost a job finds a fucking job. You know, it, it almost to the point where, like, it almost seems insincere to say these things because it's so fucking redundant at this point. But this is the industry, and I I have a friend who works at uh, fucking with Activision. He w- works with uh, or Microsoft did uh, what the fuck is it called? You know the company, Zenimax, mm. and uh, he just took a newer job there, and he's really loving it. And uh, said that they got a call the day before these layoffs were announced, and their their boss kind of assured them, "Hey, you know, I ain't ain't gonna be us," and uh, was very confident to kind of quell this time the uneasiness <laughs> yeah right and and he said like he didn't really realize how just because he got thrown into the video game world you know what i mean like this my buddy he uh this wasn't like a goal of his but now that he's doing it like he's loving it but he didn't realize how volatile the industry could be with all the layoffs and stuff and it's it's an eye-opener mm-hmm. for someone getting getting into the industry you know something to remember but Dude, my like I said, man, my heart goes out to everybody who lost a job, man. That can't be fucking easy, you know what I mean? That's gotta suck. But I don't know. I, what's that? What's that spell for the new TMNT title that's being worked on, The Last Ronin? Is that is that still gonna push forward? Or are they gonna cancel this shit? Like, I mean, I just I just pulled some stuff up just to. I'm looking, reading De- Destructoid right now, mm-hmm. and they're saying that uh activision laid off nine percent of its staff at 1900 so they, they have twenty two thousand employees so 1900 sounds like a lot of people but it's only nine percent of their staff it's still a lot don't get me wrong it's still a lot feel bad for those people or whatever but or what it's not like you know for uh if sony were to lay off 1900 people that would be like literally three studios mm. so it's a uh, pretty pretty wild i'm assuming that's being taken across all their studios not just one specific one but i guess i don't know i didn't really uh i didn't really read that deep into it but the black forest games one who is the one that is doing the last ronin game they're laying off 50 percent of their staff yeah yeah it's a lot which of does not which does not bode well for this game yeah so i'm really bummed out because the last ronin I talked about it last year about how I bought the the hardcover and read through it. It's fucking cool, and I would love to see a really great video game adaptation Lay down, of that of that graphic novel. But I don't know, man. Damn. I'm just hoping that uh, hoping that these people get back on their feet or they move to another part of the industry or whatever, and that this doesn't necessarily affect the way that. Uh, these games are being made because I re- I still really would like to see see the last running game for sure. I agree, hundred percent, man. It's kind of sad, but we'll see. Time will tell. You know, time will always tell the rest of the story. Moving on to the next news point at one thirty four fifty eight Pacific Drive. This new game from Ironwood Studios that's coming out that has. The attention of a lot of people, I, I would say, right now, 
um, they released a gameplay video of this game. And it's got developer commentary. And they talk about the gameplay of the game, showcasing a lot for this upcoming title. Because a lot of people are like, what kind of fucking game is this going to be? They talk about scouting routes to drive. They talk about the need to prep your car before you go out. They, they show scenes of you throwing like a solution on your car, probably to protect it from a certain kind of element. They talk about possible hazards, the importance of fueling up before you leave. It's very sim-like in that regard. They talk about patching missing doors, replacing doors on your car and stuff before you head out of the garage and how the garage is kind of like an area of uh, staging, like a, stere- a staging area for you before you go every time. And they, they also go into like how there are abandoned vehicles that you get this little vacuum cleaner thing and you suction up all the scraps around that car to use for uh, you know parts to come up with new shit for your car. And... It seems like a really weird game, but there's something about this game. I think they're touching a lot of a lot of things that make other games successful. There's like the save your car, build up, get scraps, collect, make things better, build up your garage, make your garage cooler. That's like base building, right? And then there's and then there's like all this shit where it's like you go out in the world and the world is ever changing, right? Your garage is maybe always where it's at, but like the world around it's fucking changing all the time. And uh, so you have these procedurally generated areas and they attribute it to like the fucking chaos storm that's happening and shit gets moved around every time you go out maybe or like so and then then you can die and then the garage is like your save point. So like you do respawn in your garage. I didn't tell you how it happens or why it happens, but you, you could respawn in your garage, but your vehicle's fucked and all the things you picked up are gone. So there's like roguelite stuff going on there. They don't really I don't think they really get to what the purpose is of the game. I, it's like nine and a half minutes or so, this this video uh, that they uploaded, mm-hmm. but God, it looks really fucking interesting, man. And and I like the idea of not fighting in a game. Like a roguelike game, right? Like I love the idea. It's almost like a don't starve kind of like I need these things to survive. But you're not really like you're not you're not threatened. It doesn't seem like you're threatened by people trying to kill you. But it's more like elements. And like maybe there are other scrappers out there from what I understand. Maybe there's other scrappers that like they might be like robot machines that like pick up your fucking mach- your car as you're driving it and stuff and they'll, they'll try to throw you off cliffs and stuff so like it seems really fucking good i'm still not sure what the gameplay is going to feel like obviously and i'm i think visually the game is impressing me more and more what i don't understand is why there are no vr plans for this game i mean i understand cuz the it, market's not there but this game through and through looks like it should be a fucking vr game dude yeah, it's uh, pretty wild. Like, I was just kind of scrubbing through the video, and even, like, the section where you're walking around the garage working on your car, I mean, that just looks like a, like a VR game. Yeah, it's really bizarre. But uh, The studios come out and said they're not – there's no plans to make it VR, which is fucking sad. That's that's a bummer. But I, I don't know. I think this game looks really cool. I don't know that it's for me. I'm not – I'm not all that into – the survival games i mean i i like i love them in concept but every time i play them they they lose me pretty fast Mm. so but i am curious how 
how it uh, how it's received, and I'm curious to find out kind of like like we asked our buddy about No Man's Sky earlier. Yeah. Like, what's the what's the point of this game? Yeah, I don't know what the point is of this game. Like, what am I like? Am I just what's the end game? What's the goal? Like, am I trying to accomplish something? You know, like, is there a story to it, or am I just like surviving with my fucking car? And it's like, okay, well, if that's for I found as I've gotten older that in order for me to stick with games, I need to have an objective. Mm. It makes it hard for me if I don't have an objective, like a, like a concrete objective. It's not just like, sure. oh, you know, make your car better. Like that's not, it's not like a real thing, right? Right. So like for me. So anyway, um, but that said, it. It looks fucking cool, man. I agree. I don't really know what else to say. I mean, this is a very unique looking game, and I, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally down with. I what's hope they going release a demo. That would be kind of neat. I mean, I'd even be, I'd even be open to just some extensive, like, like watching reviews and seeing some extensive gameplay of it. That's a little bit more nuanced and a little bit less, uh, you know. Uh, advertising yes sir um just to know a little bit more about what's going on yeah anyways <laughs> interesting little point there uh the next news point involves supermassive games which i uh have an affinity for the studio i have the devil in me and i haven't played it yet or is it the devil inside it's one or the other i can't remember i have it downloaded got it on sale it's their dark pictures anthology latest release but the studio was made known hit the radar for a lot of games journalists and game websites from their game called Until Dawn. It's very much like their last one that they put out, uh, The Quarry, and uh, but Until Dawn is still their highest rated game, and it's apparently getting a new version for PC and PS5. Now, maybe Supermassive Games is you know counting on all of the positive feedback they got on this game when it released. Um, you know, that they weren't able to recreate that lightning in a bottle with later titles uh, per reviews. You know, they haven't really been able to capture what Until Dawn did, but apparently it's getting a new version. Now, me personally, even being a fan of the studio, I'm not interested in a new version of Until Dawn. Like, I've played it, I've enjoyed it, and, you know, I think it might get the game on the radar for some maybe new PS5 owners who are just now jumping into the, the Sony universe or whatever, but... I don't know, man. I, I think that this could be a waste of time for them. Um, I know that it's their most coveted game. But I, I think looking back on it, the reason why it was enjoyed so much is just because it was something that nobody had really done for a long time, a game like that. And now they just take that. It's almost like what happened with The Walking Dead and Telltale. It's like they, they unlocked this cool way to play a game. And they told a really interesting and compelling story. And it was in the horror genre. And people really enjoyed that experience. And then when they tried to recreate it, they just did more of the same. And they didn't get creative. And now they're continuing to do more of the same with all these latest releases. And I, I just don't think that they're able to get get that same initial reaction out of any of their games. Because they're not really doing anything new except giving us a new story. Um they might have done a few little things regarding choices and whatnot, you know, and the way that the game kind of interfaces. But ultimately, Until Dawn was was the trailblazer in that regard for the studio. And they're just going back to it. So 
This to me kind of seems like they might be financially hurting somehow. And I don't mean to read between the lines, but I don't think that the Dark Pictures Anthology have done extremely well. And I know that the Switchback VR hasn't done extremely well. But I also did hear, and I, I maybe this was a dream, but I also heard that maybe this is getting adapted to a movie until dawn. And maybe this is the tie-in. Maybe this is the reason because Sony does this. They remaster games whenever a, a, a different media comes out until dawn movie. Let me look this up real quick. Yeah, yeah, this is happening. Hollywood Reporter, uh, January 17th, until dawn video game movie in the works. So that's that's curious. Uh, filmmaker David F. Sandberg Spent the last several years in the lands of superheroes is returning to his horror roots. So they are doing a movie for Until Dawn. So I, I don't know if it's going to be a Sony Pictures movie or a PlayStation Studios movie. I don't I, I don't know what they're doing here. But they are re-releasing the game. So And this is probably why, honestly. It probably doesn't have anything to do with financial issues. But interesting. Um, it's going to be uh, an R-rated love letter to the game, apparently, and the hmm. genre. So... Uh, I would watch this movie. Seems, seems kind of seems kind of pointless. I mean, the game is basically a movie. Yeah, but I would so, watch the movie. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I wonder if they get like Rami Malek in it. <laughs> Wasn't he Maybe. in the game? I think so. Yeah. We get all the fucking actors and just do it. I don't know. It is a good story, but it's it's it, the story really isn't anything, <laughs> dude. It's not. It's not anything like super fantastic. I mean, it's just the way they approached the game made it made it special. And they just keep doing games like this, but in shorter beats. But uh, the quarry was good. Again, it was just until dawn, just different setting, different vibe. It was like a camp slasher. It was fine. But they, they're not really able to recreate until dawn, I don't think, because it was a timing and place thing. I think that game, and that's why it was regarded as such a great game. You go back and play it. I, I, I would argue that the quarry might even be better, but I don't know. That's my take. Yeah, take. I don't know, man. They haven't, they haven't been able to, they haven't been able to re- recapture the vibe in the in the community since Until Dawn. So, not for lack of trying, of a, dude. I, they've released a lot of games. Yeah, I know, but I think that like. This is part of the problem is like that game was like lightning in a bottle. I think they just need to do something different. Yeah. Like they, they've literally just been making the same game for fucking 10 years now. Yeah. It's just got different stories. Yeah. So it's like it's like the whole telltale thing. It's like people yeah. got sick of it. Yeah. So it's like make something different. I don't know. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Or flip the know, script on what crazy, you already but, have. Like invent upon what your your already invented thing is, right? Like improve upon it. Like do yeah, something. I don't know. I, I, I think that – I think it's just they're going to have to do that I think to survive. I agree. To have another hit, they're going to have to take a little bit of risk. You're going to have to level up. Definitely. All right. Next news point. That was a nice little discussion, Mr. Peters. I talked most of the time. I apologize for that. I have to – Strong opinions about that. Um, there are rumors coming that the sequel to Death Stranding might be subtitled On the Beach, mm. which would make sense. And it's also rumored to maybe have a pretty large re-reveal at the next day to play, which where the fuck is that? I thought we were supposed to be rumored to get something soon, and we haven't. So 
Maybe we're waiting on some sort of cut of Death Stranding 2 to watch. I would be fucking beside myself if we got some fucking Death Stranding 2 shit, dude. I would be stoked. Yeah, I. it's kind of weird. Now I'm a little bit concerned that this is going to happen before I beat the game and they're going to spoil the first game in the stuff for the second game. You won't understand it. If they spoil it, you won't even know that they spoiled anything. I mean, I honestly, at this point, I don't know that I really care, but... It is kind of wild how much crazy shit has been happening. I mean, so anyway, I, I mean, I don't know when we're going to get this state of play. Theoretically, you know, they thought we were going to have another showcase in the fall yeah. and then that didn't happen. Right. And then we, you know, so now they're, we're speculating maybe a state of play will, will happen maybe this early spring or, or, you know, sometime soon here. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to believe anything until uh till it happens. Till it happens. And if it does happen and they do have a some death stranding stuff at this yeah, state of play, then that'd be awesome because I'm uh I'm in death stranding mode right now. So mm, they, they might even come out and say like, "Oh, this is a this is a fall release for this year," which would be dude, fucking crazy. Dude, dude don't get my hopes up, man. Like I, I was a down. I it took me forever. I didn't play Death Stranding when it came out, dude. I played it when it came to me for free on the PS Plus or whatever. But dude, when I fucking dug my heels in, like I went and fucking bought the hat. Like it's all I could talk about. Like I was just like, I dude, it very well could be. I mean, in. Death Stranding came out in 2019, so this fall would be five years. Dude. So. But it's hard That's, to say, because, uh, dude. I, but here's the thing, yeah. And I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but like Kojima moved on to that new project, right? With Microsoft, with the uh, the fucking weird thing with uh, it's Peel. like it's like some cloud thing, and right. I, I don't know. But he wouldn't have done that unless this might be already wrapped up, dude. It could be. I mean, it could be that, and it could be that maybe he ballooned his team, and now he has now he has a couple of teams working. Norman, so like, dude, did you see the thing Norman Reedus posted? Mm-mm. I forgot this. I sent it to LJ. Norman Reedus posts this thing. He posts this thing. Let me look at my messages real quick. He posts this fucking thing. Hold on. Give me a moment. One minute. Just a moment. Just a moment. Where? Where? Why? Where? Where's LJ at, man? He like disappeared. Where? Where the hell's LJ at? On my on my notes. Does he not exist? Nah, here he is. Here he is. Let me I'll watch this real quick. Hey, post this little fucking clip, dude. No spoiler. It's really weird. I don't know how he got permission to do that. He probably got at, like like reprimanded. It's like a clip. Jake's got like a fucking plant mustache or something. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So big bald head is uh, is Norman Reedus online. It's been his name forever. I don't know what that even means, but. Um, mm. Go find him. Look at that little clip he posted, dude. It's real. There's 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 some leakage going on. Now we know it's called See you on the Beach or On the Beach. And then they get this little clip from Norman Reedus. So, dude, I don't know. I'm excited. Let's move on, Jake. I'm excited. Lastly, in a weird news point, and this is kind of a shame, actually. 
um, Focus Entertainment, the the company who has been making the A Plague Tale games, they're rebranding out of nowhere to pull up entertainment. Capital P U L L U capital P, which is one of those things where the word reads the same if you go forwards or backwards. I forget what those are called. It's like race car. If you if you read that forward, it's race car, and backwards, it's race car. Same with uh, I don't know whatever fucking other word does it. There's other words that do the dog. Mm, no dog doesn't do that. Um, I don't know. Was that a palindrome? Yeah, Bob. Bob is the same. That's the easiest one I can think of right now. Uh, but pull up is one, and it's weird because when, I, dude, my first thought was polyp, which is like shit they can pull out of your colon when you get a colonoscopy, and it's spelled completely different. But I saw pull up, and I said it in my head, and in the way that the last p is capitalized, I pronounced it weird in my head, and it sounded like polyp, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then you know it says pull up, because pull up is essentially in real life two words. Right? I think you do a pull up. You don't do a pull up. And then it's like, why are they changing their name? I wonder if like Focus Home Interactive are fucking with them. Or like, I wonder what's happening here. Uh, I don't think. Focus Home, Focus Home and Focus, they're the same company. Well, then who's fucking with them? Because why would you just change your name? I think they're just rebranding and it's fucking stupid because this name is dumb. I hate it. It's. It's a level it's really down. Dumb. It's literally like focus. Focus has. I'm not going to sit here and say it's like the coolest name in the world, but it has panache in the industry. Like people have known who focus is forever and they're just going to change it to freaking pull up, which is a type of diaper for toddlers. And so I. <sighs> I don't know, man. I I don't mean to disparage them for for whatever, but like to me, this is just this is a horrible name. Change. Well, let's not forget that they're also making our very very uh, coveted game, Warhammer Forty Thousand Space Marine Two. They're working on this, so it says. I didn't realize that they had changed their name once before. Were they Focus Interactive before? They were Focus Home. Okay. And then they changed to focus. I so think. so this is on insidergaming.com. It says Focus Entertainment, the publisher behind games like a Plague Tale Requiem and Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2, have announced they're changing the company's name yet again. As of April 1st, 2024, Focus Entertainment will be rebranded as Pull Up Entertainment. The renaming comes alongside the appointing of Jeffrey Sarden as the publisher's new deputy chief executive officer, as well as a new reorganization of company efforts from Focus Entertainment. This is all on InsiderGaming.com. It says, on foot of the of this appointment, the board of directors, which met today, decided to redraw the group's organization to mark a new transformative stage in its development around three comp- comp- complementary activities. Firstly, a plan to s- spin off the group's historical publishing activity, to which the board of directors agreed in principle. This activity would then become Focus Entertainment Publishing on April 1st, 2024, led by John Burt, Deputy Managing Director, a division dedicated to the publishing of independent games and retro gaming comprising uh, Dot Emu or Dotemu, 
uh, the people who did the Streets of Rage game, and uh, the Arcade Crew, which will be managed by Surreal Imbert, CEO of Dotemu and Deputy Managing Director. It doesn't say what that will be called. And it says, the studios division, which includes the seven creative studios, Deck 13, Stroyman, 12 Tenths, Liker Studio, Blackmail, Dovetail, and Carpool Studios. Subject to approval by shareholders who will be convened uh, to, a com- to a combined general meeting 20th February to vote on changing Focus Entertainment's company name. Um, they're delighted to announce that these three divisions will be brought together under a new umbrella brand called Pull Up Entertainment. So I guess they were all named something different. I didn't, I didn't even know. It just must be Focus, which was the game one, and then Focus Studios was the division that had the seven studios. And then I guess the other one was Focus Entertainment. They're just now just saying we're we're just called Pull Up Entertainment now. Or Pull Up. I don't know why they didn't just say we're just going to call it Focus. Probably because of tax reasons. They had to change the business name or something. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, my guess is that this new guy came in and was like, I got I to gotta make my mark. And yeah. so he was just like, fuck it. We're going to rebrand everything. God damn, And dude. so um, – How are we supposed to keep track of this shit? I can't keep track of the, the Yakuza yeah. games. How am I supposed to keep track of where Focus is, right? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty weird. Well, focus, sure. focus on this, Jake. We have some new games coming out. And uh, I did not pull this list from Push Square. I just found a list online, and I don't know where I got it. But some of these dates have already passed. But recently, we didn't have a new game list last episode. So I wanted to cover just a few um, that are coming out on PlayStation. So the first three have already come out by the time you've heard this. It's The Adventures of Panzer Legacy Collection, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, January 26th, and Tekken 8 on January 26th. Those three games came out January 26th. On the 29th, we are getting Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which is weird that it's not the 30th, but it says the 29th. It's a Monday, yeah. And it says January 30th, uh, so Tuesday, we're getting Brotato. Brotato? Brotato, probably. Brotato. Dark Light. Dead by Daylight, Alan Wake, The Lost Legends of Redwall, The Scout Anthology, and Rugby 2024. And lastly, January 31st, we're getting Song of Nunu, A League of Legends Story. So those are the games maybe to keep your eye out here this week. And that's all I got for new games. Jake, do any of those tickle your collarbone? Um, I mean, obviously, we talked about. I mean, there's some some pretty few sweet games coming out. You've got like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. You've got Tekken Eight and Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which is looks, awesome. Looks Dead Dead by Daylight just keeps getting other IP in in their fucking game. Without I didn't even know Alan Wake was going to be in it. That's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I wonder. This Lost Legends of Redwall. Is this based on those books? Those Redwall books? Yeah, I don't know, but Brotato is a top-down shooter. That's a roguelite. Brotato. Yeah, you're just a potato. You get six weapons. I think this is based on those books. I'm just like scrubbing through a trailer, and it's like a bunch of mousies running around. Oh, man. Uh, Anyway, um, irrelevant. I would say that uh, of all of these – of all of these, I'm probably the most excited about Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I'm guessing. I'm in the same boat um, based on the trailer I, I saw. 
I am interested in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth just because it's doing so well and all of that, but I'm just so daunted by the the franchise as a whole that I don't know that like I'd be much more like much more inclined to pick up Grand Blue Fantasy as a just kind of like a one off than uh than playing Like a Dragon. So um but that is cool. I mean, there is some there is some games coming out this week. The the, the floodgates are beginning to open. And I think next week we're getting some crazy shit too, like freaking uh, like hell divers and hell divers and stuff. So like we're we're gonna have games to talk about, yeah, for the next couple months. And have a lot of shit to talk about. We we always have a lot of shit to talk about, dude. Um, very good. I agree. I was joking about rugby twenty four. I'm I'm with you on the the Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. That's that's definitely what interests me. And uh, that aside, dude, I, we're gonna have to wrap things up. I got a dog with a with a hurt leg that I gotta help him out. And uh, get him outside and get him upstairs. I, he's going to be going to the vet probably tomorrow if they can get us in. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him. So bad timing when that shit happens over the weekend. But we'll see. I mean, he's not. I mean, he's still eating and shit. Like I said, he's walking around. But you can tell he's really favoring the one. I wonder if he just needs it wrapped or something. I don't know. I don't know how that works with animals. Who knows? Anyways, dude, do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap things up for the show? No, I'm fucking starving. I like haven't eaten anything today, so I'm going to mm. go try to get some dinner. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea because it's getting late. It's almost 8 o'clock on a Sunday, and we got to work tomorrow. I will upload this ASAP for the patrons. You guys will get it sooner than anybody else. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. But if you got a dollar each month to throw away, head over to our Patreon. We don't really post a whole lot on there except for the episodes. Once in a while, I'll put something stupid on there, but um, – your support goes a long ways. It's not expected, but it is appreciated, and it helps our podcast. It makes us feel good. It gives us the, the feel goods when we see a new patron subscribing or just writing in like uh, like that dude did. Um, yeah, we snip. We snip. Wes snip. Uh, yeah, very good. I'm not making fun of your name, dude. I just don't know how to fucking say it. Um, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with – a new episode as always. So like a vampire, the masquerade blood hunt, virtual fighter six ultimate showdown and voyage. P.S. Yes. This is, this is awesome. awesome.